This is 680 CJOB. Hey everyone, this is Kevin Bergen, and thank you for joining me on The Main Ingredient. The Love Local MB pop-up event is taking place this Saturday, October 22nd at The Forks. So today I'm talking to Sherry Sobey from Generation Green to fill us in on what the event is all about. Okay, Sherry, hey, um, welcome back to the show. It's really good to have you back. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm always good. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, for people who didn't listen to you, who maybe who missed the interview the last time you were on the show, maybe we can remind them what Generation Green is and how you got started and, um, you know, give us kind of the lowdown. Sure. Okay, so Generation Green has been uh, at the Forks now for four years. We just celebrated our four-year anniversary. And it's uh, a retail store that offers eco-friendly products um, and safer alternatives. And uh, along with that, like our focus is on local makers. So whether it's local skincare or local food products, um, that's where we're looking to first to support that because it is a sustainable, um, a sustainable thing and something that's really, uh, really important and uh, really, I don't know, just something I'm really passionate about and supporting. Where did this passion come from? Like I noticed that you don't make any products, you just help those that make local products get their mm-hmm. products out there. So I'm, I'm wondering, right. like, where do And you know what I think it is? Like, you know what it's like when you meet somebody and and you you hear their passion and you hear their story, you just kind of you know become their cheerleader and you you want to encourage them. And it's just so nice when you see somebody doing something they love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm a sucker for all that. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just love when I feel a connection to where my product comes from. So whether it is my skincare products or the food products, um, I, I like that. I like their, hearing their stories and their struggles and, you know, their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I just say I'm a big cheerleader for local. You know, ever since you came on the show last, I always go on your website and see the different um, local products that are being made, the, the people that are making them, and just just to find new ideas for the show and, and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, hey, I thank, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but being on your site, I saw which has nothing to do with food. It's a skincare product, which is um, someone that you featured in your blog called Little Tree Hugger Soap. Right. Yes, one of our favorites. And what is that? So, well, these are all natural soaps that are made locally here um, by a lovely, lovely lady. Her name is uh, Lynn Morset. And, you know, she is just, again, it came from her own need. And she's actually a customer of mine. Mm-hmm. And she started talking to me about, um, about soap. I don't even know how we got into the conversation. But <laughs> then she told me, she says, I'm making, I'm making some soap. And then she asked me, she says, mine's totally different from what you have here. And she said, can I bring you a bar for you to try? And I tried it, and it was her pumpkin pie uh, scented one and it's so luxurious so like you're just like silky soft this is not like other soap i'd ever use that you know sometimes soap can be drying on your skin this is not because it's just loaded with all these skin loving oils and yeah i just loved her story too and it all started because of you know something with her own child uh had eczema she started researching about that and and just thought okay i'm going to try and make a soap and did it, and then it kept going on, and, knowing, and you know, her husband wanted something, and people started saying, oh, I need this because I have this issue, or, or I want this scent, and 
so yeah, she just uh, kept going, and uh, you see, every time she comes in, she's got all these new ones, and she's getting better and better all the time. And they're beautiful. We love them. Does a pumpkin pie soap actually smell like pumpkin pie? Oh my gosh, yeah. My yeah, but you don't go around pie. all day smelling like pumpkin pie. <laughs> it's just like right then at that moment when you're using it. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. I wouldn't mind smelling pumpkin pie. <laughs> oh, she just came up with a couple of new ones. Like she's got a gin and tonic and she's actually using gin in it. Seriously? Seriously. That's, uh, and she's made it so that it looks like there's little ice cubes in the soap. And she's super creative. And uh, and she doesn't do just that. She has her own, like, she has some essential oil blends. And she has a really awesome deodorant. It's a cream deodorant, um, again, with some really great scents. And uh, she's just lovely. And, again, I'm, I'm, I'm her cheerleader. And uh, her stuff is so popular now. It's uh, it's great. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get to what I brought you on the show for, which is the Love Local MB pop-up event. So maybe you can explain right. exactly what that is. So the Love Local event was actually started, I think it's been three years that they've done it, by two food developers, uh, Bessie from Bessie's Best and Peter uh, from Gourmet Inspirations. And so they decided... You know, they, I guess it's like a little family or a, maybe it's a big family. It's a community of food developers, you know, the ones that are at the St. Norbert's Farmer's Market. And I mean, they're there every weekend and they really get to know each other. And I think that they wanted to find a way to bring everybody together and and get out of like get out of the 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 farmer's market and kind of get into a different type of environment, uh, just like, you know, one time out of the year. And uh, so they came up with this really great idea and classed it up, like, you know, just made it really like a night out kind of thing. So you'd go around and sample and purchase and, and what have you. And I just thought that it was a really great idea for um, for to do something like this at the Forks in between, because they only do this once a year. Right. So it's like, let's do it at the halfway point as a pop-up. And since I already have all these products in my store, again, it's a great way for people to come and and find out where their food's coming from, where these products are coming from, and, you know, just kind of um, become a little bit of a, a, a get a better understanding, I suppose, is the word I'm looking for, a better understanding of the process in, in the food development uh um, venture that they that they've taken on here. Right. One of my questions was: Is this uh, like a smaller spin-off of the original one that takes place in the spring? And it seems like it's exactly that. Just kind of keeping the momentum going from the annual event to, like you said, have an, an event in between, correct? Right, exactly. And it, it is a bit small. I think we have about 20 food developers that will be there this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do the Love Local, it is. Like they bring in the, you know, the beverages as well, so the craft beer and um, wines and whatever else they have. Hang on, hang on, um, hang on, hang on. And then, so craft beer is going to be there, right? At ours, no, because we have it right there in the Forks already at the Common. Oh, yes. So people can stop, get a craft beer, and come wander in through the A and and do some sampling. Which is awesome. Uh, Yeah, and then we're going to have... So we've taken a part, uh, like we've taken away the selling part of um, of this for the food developers because of the pop-up they're doing all they're talking they're sampling they're um, selling the product so we wanted to make it a little bit more enjoyable for 
enjoyable for them as well. So this way they're just offering some samples and meeting people and talking about their products and we're going to take care of all the selling part for them in the in a pop-up kind of store that's separate from that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it kind of gives them it takes the pressure off of actually trying to sell your product. Just right, to exactly. To if, they want to, if they want to buy it, they can buy it on their way out. Right, store, and like we're, we have little sampling passports so they'll, people will be able to go around and make some notes about their favorites because, you know, some food developers may have like, you know, six different barbecue sauces or what have you so they can make their little notes and and then come into the pop-up store that's pretty cool there are tons of local vendors at the love local mb pop-up event this saturday so when we return we'll come back with sherry and she'll tell us about a few of them this is 680 cjob welcome back everyone thanks for joining us i'm kevin bergen i'm talking with sherry soby from generation green at the forks about the love local mb pop-up event that's taking place this saturday at the forks okay so let's talk about uh some of the vendors that are participating Sure. Okay. Um, so, and actually, some of them, uh, uh, a lot of people are going to know about now too, because I think that there's a lot of regular people that are going to these uh, farmers markets. You know, so yeah. it's they're becoming really well known, and I'm so excited about that for them because they work so hard. So, someone like Smack Dab Mustard, um, we've seen even you know articles in the in the paper on them too. And this is a, she's, she employs her family, you know, her 80 year old grandfather, I can't remember how old he is. He's, he's like 80, 85 years old is uh, her number one employee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but she's uh, a red seal chef and has come up with a line of gourmet mustards. Uh, so she's one of them that'll be there. Peter, of course, from gourmet inspirations. Yeah, he was on the Saturday morning show, uh, this spring with, uh, with me and Tom. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing wonderful things, too. And he's, he doesn't even just have his um, gourmet finishing sauces. Now he has his salted caramel sauce, and he just launched a chocolate sauce, too. Um, so I'm sure he'll have those there as well, sampling. And uh, uh, who else is going to be there now? Adagio Acres. Um, that's my favorite. Naked Oats. Oh, nice. Um, we have uh, Danny's Whole Hog is something new with us now. He's come out with his new one-pound pulled pork, beef, and turkey packages. Yeah. And really convenient. Actually, I just sampled them out here at home, to, and uh, my boys love them. So for quick meals, you know, uh, when you're on the go, these are really, really convenient. Um, and his sauces as well, his barbecue sauces. So he's someone new. Uh, also new, just get in today is uh, Dr. Beetroot, uh, his ketchup and hot sauce. Oh, nice. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Um, and so that one just came in today. Um, oh, my goodness. There's so many, and I'm now drawing a blank here. Uh, Bliss <laughs> Cause, cause Gourmet Baked Goods is another new one on our shelf. Uh, some Italian, they have a, four different types of um, Italian baked cookies, like um, biscotti, and just delicious. Yeah, it sounds awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think these local vendors can offer that maybe larger national companies can't? Oh, I think quality mm-hmm. for first off, because when you when you look at what's on the grocery store shelves, there's you know so many preservatives, some artificial ingredients, um, and this is just... Um, it's just not that. Um, you know, you're getting fresh ingredients, you're getting natural preservatives, natural colorants, um, and it, the, the quality is just, that's number one, I would think. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is going to be that, that connection of, you know, where, where your food is and supporting local. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two biggest things, I think, quality and supporting local. 
Top of my list. Top of your list. Why do you think um, an event like this is important to these local vendors? Well, because this is their advertising, mm-hmm. right? This is the way to get their, you know, the word out about their product. Um, and uh, they love meeting the people that are buying their product, too. They're super passionate about it. And, um, and yeah, I think it's just so important for us to see where our food is coming from and, and get to know them and their stories and, you know, mm-hmm. seeing uh, the pro- understanding the process and, you know, how they got it there to, you know, from beginning to end. Um, but definitely, I mean, it's it. They can't compete with the stuff that's on the grocery stores, uh, you know, in in that same respect, right? So right. they really got to go out and pound the pavement. <laughs> so they need all of our support. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I have noticed ever since, of course, me and you have talked quite a bit, um, and I've met a lot of local vendors over the over the months I've been doing this, and everybody they really support each other. It's, there's no animosity there. Different ideas are shared in these venues, and it's it's really nice to see. It's a nice atmosphere. It really is. I was saying that, you know, it, it is like a, like a family. Mm-hmm. And because they spend so much time at these different markets, farmers markets. And, you know, some people I think are, are saying, oh, is this word local? Is it getting overused? Or the farmers markets are popping up here and there. And I, I would say absolutely not. It's so important because it's the only way that they can get the word out about their products. And, um, you know, we can't we can't say enough about supporting local and um, about supporting our, our Manitoba food developers. For sure. Well, I think, you know, I think the exact opposite. I think we've gotten away from just buying anything without really knowing what goes in it. Like we've gotten away from actually growing our own products or buying it in your own province or in your own backyard so that you actually know what goes in it, not all these chemicals and stuff that you can't pronounce. Very just, true. No yeah. Idea, so. No, very true. Okay, so let's uh, let's give people some basic information as to where where this event is taking place in the Forks, and what time it takes place, and how they can get uh, if there's tickets to be purchased, how they get in, that kind of thing. Okay, so yeah, it's Saturday, October the twenty second in the Forks Market. It's uh, in the atrium. So if people don't know where that is, it's by the elevator in the center court. There's two beautiful atriums, or you can think about where all the skating stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be from 12 to 5, and it's $5 entry, but that $5 entry gets you at, it, uh, into a draw to win a huge basket filled with those uh, Manitoba food products. Nice. Yeah, and like I said, the pop-up store is there, so we'll have all kinds of, uh, of great deals happening there, and uh, it should be a fun time. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I'm we've done sampling in our store, you know, over the last four years, you know, with all of these food developers. So um, that's always fun. But when you get them all together in one space, it's just, it's such a, a celebration, basically. Yeah, for sure. Sherry, you are a lovely lady. Thank I th- you. And I appreciate you coming on the show once again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I'll probably see you Saturday. I'll be down there mid-afternoon. Awesome. The news, weather, and sports are up next after the commercial break. And when we come back, we are talking craft beer and wine at another Forks venue called The Common. This is the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. If you're a fan of excellent craft beer and wine and didn't go to the Forks all summer, what are you doing? Kristen Pauls, the marketing coordinator of the Forks, is up next to tell us all about it after the news, weather, and sports. I'm Kevin Bergen. This is the main ingredient, and you're listening to 680 CJOB. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. I am Kevin Bergen, and we just finished talking with Sherry Soby from Generation Green at the Forks about the Love Local MB pop-up event taking place this Saturday. 
And now we're talking with Kristen Pauls, who is a marking coordinator for the Forks. And she's here to tell us about the craft beer and wine that uh, you can get at the Forks and enjoy while you're at the pop-up event. All right. So let's talk about um, the Common at the Forks. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's talk about what it is. A lot of hype. A lot of people have gone. A lot of people love it. Yeah. Let's talk about what it is. Okay. So the Common is actually our brand new craft beer and wine kiosk. And when I say craft beer and wine kiosk, it's exactly that. There are 20 different craft beers on tap for your choosing. There are 20 different kinds of wine that are on tap ready for you to sip and to savor. Um, And it's located right in the center of the Forks Market. So the Forks Market actually recently went under a $2.8 million refresh the center court and refresh very refreshing (laughs) and in the middle of it uh is the common and i say refreshing not because it wasn't great the way it was but because you know when it was built back in like late 80s early 90s we loved colors like teal um we loved like that really Mm. markety looking feel right uh and now it was you know it we've been around for over 25 years and it was it was time for a little bit of a refresh, like you said. You know, just a little a little something different. Maybe get rid of a little bit of that teal. Um, my house and, still has teal. You mean my house needs a refresh? Um, well, totally I didn't want to say I'm anything, kidding. but no. And I and and bring it back. I, we actually, interestingly enough, went more historic than anything. So the building itself is actually two buildings. If you've ever known what the Forks was before, um, what we envision it to be right now, you know, with the markets and with this, the Canadian Museum for Human Rights, for with all the park and the green space, the Forks actually used to be this very desolate looking, almost like bombed out train uh, rail yard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was vision to say, hey, in the heart of Winnipeg, in the middle of downtown, we have this really disgusting looking train yard. <laughs> and let's let's maybe vision a little bit bigger. Let's, you know, we as Winnipeggers, we can have something a little more exciting. Uh, we can have something that people from not only Winnipeg, but maybe even outside of Winnipeg want to come and visit and experience. And so there's this vision of what if the Forks was like this community space, this beautiful place that you could come visit, uh, enjoy, walk around, have all these, you know, parks, amenities, um, waterfront, all that great stuff. Needless to say, they started re- revamping what Into the Forks looks like now. And we did the Forks Market, which actually used to be horses stables. Johnson Terminal used to be Dry Goods Station um, and so on and so on. And so the building itself, what the Forks Market used to be, was horses stables and it was in an industrial isn't that great (laughs) you think about don't worry it's been multiply like sanitized like over and over again we're good it's clean it's been restored okay Okay? no more horses there but what is there now is that vibe that feel that industrial like turn of the century right like you know just um lots of wrought iron lots of natural woods you know highlighting the actual building structure instead of covering it up in teal and so it's just this fantastic space like when you go into it you are going to be in awe at these giant handmade chandeliers with multiple like lights in them you're going to see an 80 foot harvest table that uh, wood anchor actually crafted out of um restored or reclaimed i should say oak and it's just this giant long table where you can sit but then you know people will sit next to you and you can get to know them it's a community table right um there's some really like some extra great seating that's in there meaning that like people can gather can come can sit can eat and can enjoy the common our brand new craft beer and wine kiosk in the middle of it all 
All right. So speaking of the new design and the changes yeah. that have been made, who is responsible for those changes? You know, there's a lot of people that put in a lot of hard effort. I mentioned um, like Wood Anchor. They did the tables. Uh, we had Cloverdale Forge come in and they did all the intricate metal work that you see. They actually handcrafted like these gorgeous, like uh, flowery almost patterns mm-hmm. along. Our, we have charging stations. So if you know you're playing Pokemon Go, you can plug in and charge. But yep. it actually looks beautiful where you're charging them. It's kind of weird. And even along the beer, like the craft beer and wine kiosk, like the common there's this handmade goodness all around you um and it's all local and whatever and the people that created that concept that would be number 10 architecture and they did just a just a bang up job like it's perfect like exactly what it feels like that space should have always been like that Mm -hmm. and that to me says that's great design where it it complements the existing um, stone walls, like the brick walls, um, but it also stands out on its own. And I think it'll like it's going to last us for the next while. You know, it's not something that is so over modern that you can't you know see being there in five or ten years. It's I don't know. It just feels cozy to me. It feels like home, oddly enough. Yeah, sometimes when trends change, if you change, if you go too modern or too yeah. funky, then yeah. in like three or four years or even five five years. Um, you, it's time for another it's refresh. Time for another it's time change. for another change. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like no. you said, they they went really well on what existed already. Yeah. It, yeah. Pay very... you pay homage to the heritage of the space, the building, and the era, but then you also vision for the future, and you like bring in the modern stuff, and you bring in you know the the craft beer and wine kiosk, and all of those different things. So yeah, it was a really great. It's a great partnership between a lot, and like I'm mentioning, just the mere surface of all the people that helped us out create that space, that look, and that even just the vibe of that place. So we're really grateful for all of like the help and just the fact that like Manitoba really does have a lot of fantastic local artisans craftsmanship like people that are you know they know their trade they know it well and Mm -hmm. like they've they've just executed it exceptionally here at the Forks. You mentioned Mm -hmm. that before Mm -hmm. um, that the design itself made it feel a homey yeah very good and one of the best parts is not homely not homely homely, but homey like it makes you feel like you got home it's perfect yeah um Uh, but one of the good things about it is uh, we spoke before about um, liquor laws. They seem to yeah. kind of have really loosened up in the last few yeah. years. And uh, the whole main floor is licensed now. Yes. So maybe you can explain what yeah. some of the advantages of are, that are. Of that. Yeah, for sure. They're, um, you know, the, the reality of the of adding the craft beer and wine kiosk, the common, to the Forks Market, it was it's there as an amenity. It's an addition. So in the same way that you have so many different options for food, we also wanted to offer an option for beverages. And with the recent changes that you're mentioning in the, you know, the way that the MLCC uh, is doing liquor in Manitoba, and uh, I think they've been noticing a lot of the trends in other provinces too. You know, I know that like craft beer and wine, like that has, it's changed a lot in the last. And so they saw the value in that. And um, we approached them asking like, can we get this space going like this? And we had this idea of instead of it just being this tiny portion of the Forks Market that you can stay in, let's make it easy for everyone and say the whole main floor, like you can be in the main floor. So that means that you can grab, you know, some food from one, you know, vendor, another vendor on the other side of the market. You can meet all your friends somewhere in the middle or you can meet them, you know, in the atriums that we have. Wherever you want to eat on the main floor, you can bring your drink there. You just can't go outside. So we haven't we haven't been able to, you know, <laughs> some guys going to tackle you as you we walk out. You can't know. They won't tackle you, but they will kindly remind you. It's inside the market that you're allowed to you, you know, have your um craft beer or wine and enjoy it. 
you know, there, but that it's, it really is an amenity and that just opened that option up to us to be able to say that regardless of what food tenant you're purchasing from, whatever area you want to be in the, you know, the main floor of the market, that, that you can have it there and that, um, you can sit with your whole family. So like, let's say there's a table, you know, tucked away in the corner with like all of a sudden 10 of you need to sit there. That's an option to you now. And everyone can kind of participate in, in, um, commuting around food together, mm-hmm. right? And having beverages as a part of that now too. So we're pretty we're pretty excited about it and it's interesting to see people's expressions when they find out like much like yourself, yeah, you 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 don't have to sit at the bar counter to have that drink. Right. You don't have to sit, you know, just, you know, in the first couple of tables. You can sit with, you know, your kids at a table, you know, somewhere else and enjoy maybe the view if you're sitting in the atrium looking out over into the port, you know, or if you're, you know, later on in winter cuz we all know winter's coming and you're hanging out. Yeah, I know. I know. But like you can see outside and watch people skate while you're drinking your you know, wine at that time. When we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Kristen Pauls and get more into the craft beer and wine offered at the Common. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. We are talking with Kristen Pauls, the marketing coordinator for the Forks, and we are talking about the beer and wine that's offered at the Common. Okay, let's talk about wine. Let's talk about some of the mm, wine selections mm-hmm. that you guys have. You said you have 20, 20. different oh, kinds of wines. Amazing. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about Let's talk that. a little bit about it. Yeah. Um we're pretty we're pretty excited about the wine. Uh we're pretty excited in general about the the curation, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. um of both the both the craft beer and wine because um we actually asked uh Will Predom from Toronto to come and curate this for us. He's done curating in a lot of different places, but he's never curated a list like this before where it's featuring a lot of whether it's a local tie or you know a very uh one off like something that you can't always find everywhere else we wanted to bring in something unique essentially right. uh and so he has done that and he's come up with a list of 20 it's going to change seasonally mm-hmm. so you know every couple of months it's going to be changing up and uh and our initial one has gotten some great reviews there's a variety of price points which I think Winnipeggers can appreciate, yeah, you know, you know, you know. You know that. And so uh, you have, you know, everything from like a nine dollar glass all the way to there is there is actually one, um, and this isn't the bulk of our selection. It's one glass that's forty dollars, which is insane. But like, it's worth forty dollars. Like, there's a reason why it's that much. Right, um, and there's, a, there's, so a, there's a market for that. There and there is right. And mm-hmm. and we also know Winnipeggers like that isn't the main market. So we want to be able to offer that for like. The, maybe the connoisseur, the, the whiny that wants to really like dive in and um, try something different and right. try something unique. Uh, we want to offer that to them. But then a lot of ours, you know, are are pretty much between the nine and sixteen dollar range, and then we have a couple ranging up. Uh, one of the wines um, and the, their featured winery that we have on right now is actually has a local uh, Winnipeg connection, which is fantastic, and it's from the Senchuk family. So they are originally from Winnipeg. They've lived here. Um, they moved to Ontario to start their own wine. Uh, and Will got in contact with them. He's worked with them before, and he said, "Hey guys, guess what? This is what's happening at the Forks." And they couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, "What? You got to be kidding me! <laughs> no, no. Yeah. craft beer and wine kiosks. This is crazy." Yeah, that, that is awesome. And right? they wanted to jump on it right away. And um, I do not personally know a lot about transporting wine and between borders and all of that, but mm-hmm. I know that they um, they had to go an extra mile to be able to get their wine here and to get it into uh, the common at a, a decent price point that you know people can feel like 
they want to enjoy that and choose that as a selection. But they were just so excited to be able to be a part of something so unique. Um, you know, we sometimes I think as Winnipeggers, we look at something like the common and go, oh, that's pretty common. Like, is doesn't every place have that? Doesn't every, you know, mega center like we're just keeping up with the time. And the reality is, is that this is a unique space across the country. Like there's nothing like it in all of Canada right? where you have such a it's a it's the mix of like the the beer and wine with the space so we we're talking about the whole place being licensed mm-hmm. with the fact that it's craft and that it's been like chosen in that way so you're not getting these corporate you know over i don't want to say overlords but like these big name brands in this space this right. will always be a craft this will always be curated in a way that it it pays homage to local it pays homage to the craft of it and not the biggest bang for your buck let's go with the big name brand kind of idea right. and that's really cool so like i was saying the centrax they jumped on that they're like we want to be a part of this and how can we get our wine back home mm-hmm. and that was we're like yeah let's let's work this out and we did and it's been fantastic we've really enjoyed having them um we started in june so in the like pretty much in the next couple months you're gonna be seeing that wine board flip out again uh which will be interesting to see you know as the seasons change here in winnipeg and we do have four very distinct seasons Mm -hmm. we're probably gonna have four four. very (laughs) it's not just construction (laughs) and winter let's be real in fall it is gorgeous i know it is it's gorgeous it doesn't doesn't, no it never does but the wine selection will last long enough that you'll be able to come down enjoy it's all that matters so we're excited let's change gears and let's talk about my favorite beer oh my gosh it's my favorite too oh i was waiting for this one just a couple of different kinds you know 20 different kinds of craft beer 20 different kinds of craft beer which is phenomenal because the variety of craft beer is crazy it's crazy and it's ever-changing and so you know, I was saying like the the wines will change se- seasonally and the beers will change seasonally. But I, and I we were we were debating before like what's going to happen more? Are we going to see like a bigger influx of beer drinking and wine drinking? Like we've never owned a craft beer and wine kiosk before. No one in Manitoba really has either. So we were we were trying to figure out what does that look like then um, as Winnipeggers experience and embrace that and beer. Winnipeggers love their beer. This is what I have learned. And it makes me feel good because then it makes me feel like, oh, it's okay that I'm, you know, enjoying I, beer I tell too. My kids' beer is brewed in heaven. <laughs> ah, see, and yeah. you're probably right I'm with some down of the craft. To man <laughs> and we drink it. That's how, that's how it works. Okay. Good. Well, <laughs> I then don't know if they believe me, but it's true. 20 different options of heaven for you. Yes. So that's exciting. But uh, in the same way, you know, it's curated for the wine, we have the same premise and parameters for the beer. Um, so you're going to find, like, we just had uh, Central City Red Racer IPA and a whole bunch of other red racer brand um uh brews over there um as Barnhammer opened up we were able to get them on tap nice. very excited yeah. about having you know those locals we have also your saint james we have your or half pints i should say we have uh your for gary so yeah, you, you get those gary. local taps right yep. but then you also get like the off like one-offs like dead frog like i i i remember seeing at one point a bottle that was and i was just like what and then all of a sudden i see it up on these slats and i'm like i want to try that yeah. or um seasonally we had fruly before it ran out across the entire country wow. because a strawberry beer let me tell you is a amazing summer beer <laughs> uh, we have your steagle rattler on tap and so it's, it's a lot of brands that you might be able to find them in the lc for sure but you'll you won't find them on tap anywhere particularly often right. um and uh and we're always looking for extra, like the next, you know, one-off. So uh, Fernie BC is coming up soon. We're going to have them on tap right away. Yep. Um, we're widening our selection of uh, Barnhammer as they come out with more beers. Um, I know there's a couple other breweries that are popping up in Manitoba and Winnipeg specifically.
specifically. Right. And with, as with they that brew many varieties that you offer, you, you know, you'd have to oh, and make sure that you're you're keeping on top you're of keeping on top out. of it. And not only that, it's craft beer, so when it runs out, yeah, it's out. It's gone. Yeah. There's you know there are some that make like a consistent like your St. James or your Two Rivers or different like you know brews like that. But as soon as like your as soon as the Fruly was gone, it was gone. Yep. I'm sorry to say. So that means that you just have to come down and visit a little bit more mm. often and check it out a little bit more frequently. <laughs> just, just so that you know, well, like you you wouldn't want to. My biggest thing is you wouldn't want to miss out on a beer, right? Mm. You wouldn't want to miss out on one of those opportunities to try grandpa's sweater or to try <laughs> like who doesn't want to say that yeah no barnhammer just came out with a it's an oatmeal stout yeah. it's fantastic it's called that. grandpa's sweater honestly sometimes i'm like i don't even know what this is and you know i read like the ibus and i read like the write-ups about all of like the malt and the this and that and i'm like but you had me a grandpa's sweater like that's got to taste sure. interesting so what is that i'm gonna try it which actually brings is it me good? To, it's oh man i am not a huge like dark beer stout whatever Mm -hmm. i will drink that and this is the thing i'm finding too is that anything that's on tap it's so much fresher than when you get it in a bottle Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so to be able to experience it like like freshly like and because we're like we're replenishing so often and it's you know it's just so fresh it tastes totally different and i that part is great it's not great when you work there all the, but it's great like you're just it's really good flavor so again i know it's the worst but yeah, it's the best terrible. but that's it's horrible. the worst so okay so let's give some basic information on what the commons hours are currently yeah and what they may change to when when uh, winter yeah falls upon yeah us. Winter, for sure dreaded you know this is the good news it's it's a year-round thing the common isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. um it's open at 11 30 in the morning mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis. Uh, and from Sunday through till Wednesday, it closes at 9 p.m. So you got lots of time to come down after work um, or after supper even. Come with your friends. Come with your kids. Come for supper. Come with your family um, and grab a pint to go along with your food. Um or if you're going for a nice walk and you need, you know, like something, you know, afterwards, like come on in, hang out at the Forks in the Market. Um, and on Thursday, Friday, uh, now Saturday, too, we're opening later. So we're actually going to be open until 10. And these it's also the option of being even later. Like if if the common, if that space is, you know, really it's a it's a beautiful Sunday evening out or if it's a great uh, Saturday evening out and people are really enjoying it and there's lots of folks there we want to continue to have a good time we want to continue to be able to you know help educate you on some great craft beer and wine so we'll stay open even a little bit later so yeah it's it's been fantastic so far Uh, I can't say for sure what it's going to be like in winter but I do know that we're not going anywhere we're going to be here all winter so you know if you need a pint in winter if you need a glass of wine in winter you know where to find us well that is really good news we're going to return after the break and wrap up the show this is Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB and this is the main ingredient hey everyone it's Kevin Bergen from the main ingredient I'd like to thank you for joining me today and thank you to Sherry Sobey for coming in and telling us about the Love Local MB event that's taking place at the Forks this weekend. And also thanks to Kristen Pauls for telling us about the Common. If you missed it, you really got to get out there. Um, Enjoy the weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. This is 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.